Making sure you and your loved ones can live comfortably in the future starts with choices you make today. At RBC Wealth Management, they can help you make the right choices in using the assets you've built up over a lifetime. Whether it's leaving something for your loved ones, enjoying your own retirement, or giving to a favorite charity, RBC Wealth Management will help you plan for the coming years and the coming generations. Call the Quigley Group at the Eau Claire office of RBC Wealth Management at 715-858-7788 to see how they can help. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome to our latest episode of Mac Chat. And here I am, Molly Bushman, with some very special guests today. Uh, first, let's acknowledge our sponsor, Cobblestone Hotels. Thank you very much for your support of McDonald Area Catholic Schools and our mission. So, our guests today are Mr. Steve Raisler and Miss Sydney Flanagan. Welcome, Steve. Welcome, Sydney. Thank you. Hi, Molly. Hi, Sid. Uh, so we are uh, here to chat and really to celebrate the legacy of Mr. Steve Raisler, also known as the Indomitable Sir, and talk a little bit about reflecting on his time here at McDonald uh, with his retirement coming up. And then also we'll, we'll let Sydney weigh in uh, with some parting shots and hear a little <laughs> bit about her plans as a senior here at McDonald. So with that being said, why don't we get it rolling? Um, I'm going to start with you, sir. If you could just tell us a little bit about your background, um, particularly here at McDonald, but you know, also your family. Uh, so go ahead. Okay. Um, well, family, um, I grew up in La Crosse, uh, spent five years at the seminary, four in high school and one in college. Then uh, transferred to UW-Eau Claire, got a degree there in 72, and uh, came to work at McDonald in uh, January of 75. Uh, a teacher here, part-time teacher, had health issues, and so they needed somebody at that particular time. That was my first teaching job. Now, and now it's been my only teaching job. <laughs> um, and then I went full-time in uh, fall of 76. And so that began 47 years of McDonald history for me. 47 years. Wow. Um, so among that time, I know you've also been very involved in athletics. Um, I guess starting with the academic side, have you always taught the same types of subjects or what's been your journey with, with what, what subjects you've covered? When I first started, I taught Western civilization. And uh, when I went full-time, then it was Western Civ for a while, and I don't remember the other things. But now I'm teaching... Uh, American history, American government, economics, psychology, sociology, post-war America, and dictators. dictators. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's very, it's varied now. Right. So, but always in that social studies always department. Always in social studies. Well, actually, um, <laughs> one semester I taught Fayed. Another semester, no, it was a couple of years, I taught religion classes. Um, yeah. Probably the holiest students we ever graduated, I would uh, imagine. No, I would not say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it looks like we uh, pulled you out of seminary, or you, you discerned out of seminary and into teaching, and I guess thanks be mm -hmm. to God on our behalf. Um, well, it's, it's one of the things 
at our class reunions, when I get back with the people that I went to the seminary with, it's amazing to look around at the, and I graduated 27 people. Only one of them became a priest, by the way, <laughs> which is kind of symptomatic of the whole priesthood thing in the Catholic Church anyway. But it's amazing to me how many of us have gotten into educational fields and fields that in just in general help people. Um, and I think that's a lot due with our time um, at the seminary and, the, and what we shared and learned there as well. So. Wise. I think you're known for your wisdom, so we're hoping for many nuggets as we travel along here. But before we get in too deep, let's give Sydney Flanagan a chance to introduce herself. Sydney, tell us a little more about yourself. Hi, I am Sydney Flanagan, and I am a senior here at McDonald. I have been here, well, in the Mac system ever since I was in kindergarten. I have two younger siblings, Miles and Chloe. Miles is a sophomore and Chloe's in eighth grade. Um, I am in three sports. I play basketball, volleyball, and I run track. Um, I also am a leader in the student ambassador program we have here at school. And I have taken up the role of being a student council representative. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking to go to school next year. I don't completely know where I want to go yet, but I'm going to major in accounting. Yeah, there's nothing that cool about me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd say that's a lot of cool things, don't you think, sir? Yeah, you and you forgot to mention you're now a state champion. Oh, yes. Yeah, state championship volleyball this past fall. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Thank you. And that's another piece the two of you share in common mm -hmm. with Sir's history of coaching. And Sid, how long have you been playing volleyball? Um, I've always, like, at the Y, my parents put me in the, um, they have like a little program, but then... At school, we started playing, is it fifth grade? fifth grade? Yeah, we started playing in fifth grade, and I've played ever since. Your first coach was? You were my nope. first coach. Oh, you weren't? Mm -hmm. <laughs> fifth grade. Was it? It was Denise. Denise. Oh, it was Denise. Yes. And then you and took. And then I took over in yes. sixth grade. Yeah. All right, well, shout out to Denise Booth. Hopefully <laughs> she's listening. Um, she was my daughter, well, my daughter and your your mm -hmm. uh, sister's coach as well and is just an amazing coach also. Um, well, so I'm going to ask the burning question on everyone's mind, and that is why does everyone call Mr. Racer, sir? Do you know? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> who knows what point of history this happened, but um, – there was a foreign exchange student that couldn't pronounce Raisler. Yes, correct? And Part of it. Oh, well, okay. And then he asked to call him Sir, and um, that's pretty much stuck. Yeah, it's stuck. So that's my understanding of it. Yeah. Is there a difference? The well, a little bit. The year was 1986. Oh. And it was foreign exchange students from Egypt. And they, they did have trouble with my name, but they were also very formal. So they had a question on a test, American history test. They came up to my desk and asked the question, but they prefaced it with sir. There were three or four American students sitting around, standing around. They thought that was kind of funny. So they kept it up, little realizing that it's a great nickname. <laughs> How good our students look when we're out in public and they address me by sir. That's a great PR move for the whole school. Very <laughs> true and very appropriate. Um, I wonder which came first, the chicken or the egg, because I always think of you as 
um, setting a high standard of excellence in your conduct around the school, um, knowing to hold a high standard of conduct with your students in, in the best way possible. And so I've always felt it's just appropriate based on your personality as well. Wouldn't you say, Sid? Yes, very yes, much. Yes. Um, so going back to you, sir, uh, thinking back to your early years, so we've started you at, what, 1975, and you got yourself to 1986. Um, so maybe we could look back at that time period, uh, both just with your teaching experience, kind of what it was like to be a new teacher, if you can really put yourself back in the early years, and then also just the beginnings of your time with the athletic program, if you could speak to those. Sure. Um, I don't remember very much about 75 and 76, the, the halftime teaching, or the difficulties that I faced there. Um, so starting in 76 with full-time, that became a lot more things that I had to do and know. And so I think the, the most difficult part was for me um, was I wanted to be very well prepared. And uh, that involved a lot of organization. Then I eventually learned that that it was also important to somehow make connections with kids. And um, I was able to figure out ways to do that um, that have worked for me. And uh, that's been the part of the job that keeps me coming back. And it's probably the part of the job that I'm going to miss the most, is that the relationship with kids is going to be much different now because it's not there on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's always variety because kids are different every single day, even the same kids. And that's what makes teaching um, fun for me. I don't know who said it, but it's been said by a lot of people. If you have a job that you enjoy, you don't work a, life in, a day in your life. And that's the way I feel about that. Um, athletically, coaching-wise, that was almost by accident. When I became a full-time teacher in 76, uh, Sister Marilyn and Father Mason um, determined that I should be a, an assistant football coach. So um, me, my, me, ah, me um, I and John McDermott became assistant football coaches. Um, I had never coached anything before in my life. My only experience with football was touch football, flag football at the seminary. So I had to learn everything as we went along. Um, I also became an assistant track coach. Um, in 79, Jerry Ucatil decided he didn't want to coach track anymore because he wanted to do hang gliding more. I don't know if you knew that he was a hang glider, but he was. I did not. You know That's... where Granddad's Bluff is in La Crosse? I do. He's the first guy to hang glide off of Granddad's Bluff. So, anyway. Very interesting hobby. <laughs> so he turned that over to me as a head track coach. And I distinctly remember talking to him and asking, do you think I can do this? And he said, yeah, you can do it. So well, I eventually did. So I continued with assistant football and then head track coach. And then uh, um, Debbie was involved in volleyball, so I got involved with that too. And eventually football went away, track went away after 37 years. And then uh, volleyball has stayed and become even bigger uh, since Debbie's death in 03. But it was really kind of an accident that I got into coaching. A happy, ac a happy accident. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> I, you know, it's not anything that I planned to do. It had never crossed my mind. So. Wow. Well, in the words of, you know, your former colleague, Carol Way, that's a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder, uh, as you talked about, you mentioned Debbie 
and I don't want to go down the too far down the road and, and get us all in a puddle here. But could you talk a little bit about Debbie and her legacy? Um, yeah. Um, in 76, when I became a full-time teacher, <clears throat> there were five of us that came to school at that time as full-time teachers. There was John McDermott, there was me, there was Jerry Yucatil, Denny Kurtz, and Debbie Fryermood. She had gone to school with Jerry Yucatil at UW-Superior, and she became our first basketball, girls basketball coach, and our first volleyball coach, and then she assisted in track too. So uh, we met in 76, we got married in 1980. Um, Carrie was born in 82, Kathy born in 85. And um, she had a lot to do with making me who I am. Um, yeah, it was just, it's just been a, a great experience and obviously um, a great experience for McDonald too, so. Definitely, and it's really been great to see um, the generations then with Carrie and Kat both having worked here and still working here as in their current capacities with teaching and coaching, um, as well as the grandkids coming up through through the McDonald system. Yeah, and there's a connection with uh, uh, with Carrie and Kathy with Sydney. Um, okay, misstep as I have to call her until I graduate. <laughs> she taught. Um, health and when I was in middle school she was my gym and health teacher and Kat has been my volleyball coach she did my spirit league for 8th grade year and then I got into high school I didn't make or she was, this was the head coach but she wasn't my coach for JV volleyball my freshman year but then I made varsity sophomore, junior, senior year and she's been my coach ever since so to put on the Debbie thing um, I didn't know the lady, and but I see the um, like in schools at Holy Ghost, she's in the mural. I just found that out the other day. Actually, I never knew, but um, my dad was here when she was still alive, and she he always tells me she was one of the happiest people he's ever seen, and I don't know. I just. And we see that around school, and I see, like, the volleyball tournament. And it's cool for me to be able to be a part of something like that, even though I didn't know the lady. So that's, like, my connection, but not my connection to her. So. Well, I think it is a strong connection, you know, when someone lives on in a, in a school that they um, gave so much of themselves to and through the people that they help form and shape that are part of that school, you know, I think that that's a legacy. That's a way to be present beyond our time on this earth. So I think it's beautiful. And, <laughs> and I really appreciate you guys sharing your recollections on that. I have my own, but I'm not the guest, right? But that she was, uh, Debbie is the first uh, racer that came into my life when she was teaching elementary school health <laughs> class. So <laughs> I remember being very confused also about how to pronounce <laughs> the last name, but, um, but definitely uh, left her mark here as well. So uh, I guess, so then we come to um, Sid, you know, you guys talked about your connection with volleyball, but I'm sure you've also had Sir for class. Yes. You you mentioned dictators. I heard a note of <laughs> something in your voice. Uh, tell me what it's like to have a Sir class. Well, Be nice. Okay. 
I will be nice. But tell the truth. Um, one thing, if it's the weirdest thing to me, but if you have to go to the bathroom, go before class or hold it. <laughs> That's one thing. Um, and for me, um, one thing that I didn't know, he has a multiple, multiple choice system. So when you take the class, be ready for that. So you're gonna have to help me explain it all. But so there's multiple choice, but he puts more than one right answer in the question. But let's say there's okay, you have your four options, but two out of four of them are right, but you only put one of them are right, you don't get the problem right. So that screwed me up on some of my tests once or twice, but um and do all of your homework because if you don't do them, you're in big trouble. Well, in general, you're in big trouble if you don't do your homework. But in SIRS class, I found the most trouble if I didn't do my homework. Um, and be good so you get your 30 extra credit points at the end of the quarter. All right. Did she hit all the high points, sir? What? what tell us about your expectations <laughs> for your students. I love it. Uh, the expectations <clears throat> are contained, first of all, in two sayings above on my wall at the front of the classroom. One is, uh, um, it's better to aim high and miss than aim low and hit. So I want all of my students and athletes to strive to be, do the best that they can. And it's in striving to be the best that they can that they will achieve the best version of themselves. And the other one up there in front is uh, attitude determines altitude. That how you approach anything and your success with that is determined by your mental approach to whatever that happens to be whether it's in the athletic field or whether it's in the classroom. If you don't think that you can do well, you're not going to prepare enough to do well. So the attitude is really important. And then all those are contained also. You forgot mention racer's rules. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, those are your like 30 extra credit points. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, when following those. But there's a whole list of things that oh. they can lose extra credit points for. Yeah. But they're extra credit. I don't know if I had those when you were going to school. I think I blocked that out if you did. Uh, however, for good reason. The, the two quotes that you mentioned, or quotations that you mentioned, I wouldn't probably have credited them to you, you know, to your classroom, but I've applied them in my life, you know, probably ever since I was a student here, you know, just a few years ago. <laughs> um, and I think it's great. I mean, I think I could share a little story. My son, who graduated last year, Jackson, he had taken your psychology class, and he has um, is minoring in psychology right now. And he took he's so he's taking some psychology courses, and he said, "Well, that was probably his easiest course in college so far because." he said your class was more challenging <laughs> than his <laughs> college course. So he was very well prepared for college in large part due to your your high expectations in the classroom. So I think it, it's doing kids a, or doing our students a service to hold them to those expectations for sure, even though I would not have said that when I was taking <laughs> econ. I, I know. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, so Sid, just – be aware, like someday you'll thank him, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so yeah, going back to um, just another piece of the puzzle here. So of course, we've covered some of the things with athletics, some of the things with academics. And then on top of that, you actually are an honorary alumnus as of 2014. Is that right? Uh -huh. So tell us about that. Do you know how and why you were nominated for that role? The how part, there's this... There 
you're allowed to nominate, I think it's on the website, that you're allowed to nominate people for honorary alum, to be an honorary alumnus. Um, so I, that's the how part. The why, I'm assuming it has to do with the time that I've been here. Um, I, can, I can just speak, speak to that in a couple of ways. When Debbie died in 03, one of the things that I wanted most for her was to get an honorary diploma from McDonald. And a couple of years after death, without any prompting from me, they gave that to her. And then mine came in 2014, along with Carolyn Pelliquin, I think was 2014 as well. So it's, it's a, to me, it's a very big honor because of what the school stands for. Not just my time here, but what the school stands for. Right, and then you can also say, you know, you must have been 18 in 2014, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a second youth here. Um, uh, so going back to you, Sid, so you're, you s explained a little bit about, you know, you'll be class of 22 here coming up really soon. Can you believe it? Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> and you talked about some of your activities, and, you know, one of the things, of course, I've noticed your volleyball career, and mm -hmm. I don't know if you were official MVP, but I thought you were definitely one of the biggest contributors to that championship. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Yes, of course. Um, and then you also mentioned student ambassadors, and that's definitely one of the roles in which I've seen you shine. Also very proud of you for that. Um, among other things, with student ambassadors, with your, your other time here at McDonald, how has your time helped your faith to grow? Um, I will say this: my student ambassador work has helped me. It, it's opened my eyes to it. So, like, when we have to do... Um, or student ambassador work, but also um, community day. When we would uh, go out and help somebody in the community, I vividly have remembrance of that. But um, it shows how happy you make somebody with a small act of kindness, which um, it's our faith in action in that way aspect, but also with our um, student ambassadors where we do it because we want to and that... We have the love, the urge to make people feel better, and that's something very important that us Catholics and should have and share is that willing to make other people happy and to do service for them. And my student ambassador work has really brought that out in me and that it's a big deal, it's important, and it should be an everyday thing. That's great. And I, I mean, I can almost guarantee that you will bring that forward. And that's something that you will never lose. Mm -hmm. It's kind of one of those things, kind of a good addiction, right? Once you get started with service and understand um, the benefit to others, how it makes you feel, it just reinforces that you just kind of never want to stop. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's nice that we could start it at seventh grade when we're just learning everything in this well, we're still learning in this building, but as we start learning everything and to grow up and to keep continuing your service is very nice to have. And it's something very good for the school, too, that people walking out of here, they want to go help people. They don't aren't just like, I don't want to do that. They want to because they've been doing it for five, six years already. So. 
Absolutely. Hey, a little plug. Why don't I make a little plug? If, if some of our listeners have joined <laughs> midstream with our podcast here, go back to episode one or two it is with Mrs. Mary Jacobson. I'm talking all about our student ambassador program. There's my little plug. I'll add to your plug. If yes. you do it, um, it's so, so good. It opens your eyes to Chippewa, Eau Claire, and just like the things that not everybody sees in everyday life. And, um, and also a thing that I've learned, I'm a decently good waitress because Spaghetti Spectacular has brought that out in me. Um, but yeah, I, if you are willing, thinking about doing it, I totally recommend. I think that the Ambassadors is one of the best programs that we have at school because it, as Sydney talked about, it teaches our kids to be of service. And I read someplace a long, long time ago that you are most fully yourself when you give to other people. That is the best version of yourself is loving other people. So the ambassadors program does a great job in fostering that in our kids. So leading into, I guess, a similar question for you, sir, how does your faith impact your work here at McDonnell? I don't think you can separate them. Um, I don't know, I can't put a timeline or a finger on exactly when that started. I just know that when I became a full-time teacher, the people I became full-time teachers with, the people that I mentioned before, were very giving um, people, loving people, and very faith-filled people, each in their own way. And that allowed me to pick up on that and develop that as well. The people that gave me the job, Father, uh, Father Mason and Sister Marilyn, um, talked about community. And that's a word that stuck with me for 47 years. And you form community by being involved in people's lives and caring about them. And um, so I, that's where it began, but I can't put a specific timeline on there. But I know that you can't, I can't separate the two from, be, from here. It is... It's why I'm here. It's why I'm here, too. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> um, so I think I'm wondering, as we talked about at the beginning, we're getting closer to the R word, the retirement. <laughs> and it, it's I'm in denial. I don't know about you, but um, it's hard to imagine McDonald without you, sir. And I'm wondering, what is the best and most memorable thing that has happened to you over your career here at McDonald. The one best thing? You can name more than one. We're not going to place any restrictions on. Well, maybe Sydney will, but <laughs> I will let you go. <laughs> um, I think there's probably a whole list of things. Um, things that I remember. The state champ, the first state championship in McDonald history with track. That was important to me. Um, being in the Hall of Fame was important to me getting the honorary alumnus um, designation was important to me. Um, just being here for 47 years has been important to me. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been my life. So, yep. And it's not over yet, so what are your plans? <laughs> Uh, what are you most looking forward to in retirement? Um, I thought about that. What I'm most looking forward to is not having to plan for the next day. 
and that I can get up when I want to get up and not have to plan the night before for what I'm going to do in class the next day. Other than that, I don't have any hard and set plans yet. I know it's, you enjoy running, reading, spending yep. time with your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you'll make plenty of time oh, yeah. for... It'll be a lot easier to go to baseball and softball games and volleyball games now that there won't be any uh, um, planning things or teaching things that I have to do. And I'll still be at McDonald athletic events and plays and stuff like that, too. That won't change. Right. I, I feel like others that have retired, um, I am thinking of one who's currently long-term subbing. <laughs> um, they don't seem to stay away very much. I'm pretty sure you mentioned Carolyn Pelequin. No. I just saw her up here today. Um, the the uh, infamous Tony Ryder mm-hmm. was substitute teaching today. So hopefully we'll still be seeing a lot of you. Mm-hmm. I'll still be here. Awesome. And Sid, what advice do you have for Sir going into retirement? Well, my advice was coming back is mandatory, but <laughs> not going to be here next year. So I don't have much for you, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Live cried. your days. Okay. Is this the first episode I've actually <laughs> cried in? All right. <laughs> We're done. No. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a mess here, folks. Good yeah. thing this isn't on video. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's hard to imagine that that far ahead, right? Um, I'm wondering maybe a little bit easier question. And you can also beat up on them a little bit if you want. Okay. Thinking of, you mentioned your siblings, your beloved siblings, Miles and Chloe. What is your advice? So now that you'll be moving on too to the next phase. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your advice for, for Miles and Chloe? Well, you don't have to deal with Sir anymore. <laughs> um, that's a good thing and bad thing, but oh gosh, I don't even know. Um, just oh gosh, I don't even like live your days the best you can. Um, I'm ready to be done with this place, but. Molly. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, sir, baby. <laughs> the last week of yeah. school will be hard and challenging. Um, uh, yeah, just do it with your whole heart. Love every day. Um, I think back at sports, that'll be really hard as um, I ended my volleyball career as state champion. And each day, I can't even talk about it without crying. So, um, <laughs> It's hard for me to realize that I'll never have that again. So, Miles, Chloe, anybody who's listening, um, play with your whole heart because you don't know when it's going to be done. But I can tell you for a fact, I wasn't, I didn't know how to feel about it when I was freshman, sophomore, junior. It doesn't hit you until you're a senior that um, you're almost done with your high school career. And the next part of life is exciting. I'm really, really excited, but um, there are things here, high school, in this building that will forever have a heart, that will forever be in your heart, that'll be hard to let go. Um, <laughs> somebody sitting right next to me will be somebody that I will have a hard time when I have to leave this place, because every day, whenever you walk in the door, he always says hello, good morning, or whenever he walks in the hallway... He always says good morning, or he always has your good advice when you need it. 
or when you just have a really rough day, he's somebody you can go to. And, like, my sister. My sister won't have that, which sucks to be her. (laughs) And she won't have to go through the sir. I always think about this. She won't have to go through the sir class. She won't have to... Because there's a lot of... Okay, I don't want to say pressure, but he holds you up to a high standard in his classes. So, I don't know. She won't have that, which has helped me grow. And when I have to deal with everything next year, being held to that high standard has been nice. But, like, I don't know. There's It's different from sir to a different teacher, I feel. That it's not the same. Which, I don't know. That'll be hard for even all the grades coming up. They won't. They won't have the sir experience, not the <laughs> studying late nights trying to get everything in, the objectives, the endless homework, it seems. But just for my siblings and everybody else, take it day by day. This is really the overall thing. All right, so thank you for that. <laughs> um, so I'll turn it over to you, sir, then for any parting comments you would want to make as far as a reflection on your years here at McDonald? Um, well, first of all, there's a reason that I picked Sydney Flanagan. Um, and it's not for her emotional state right now. <laughs> um, there's a connection with the Flanagan family and me. Her dad got her his first teaching uh, coaching job at McDonald, and I, I hired him. So there was a connection a long, long time ago. And that never left me as I began to coach her. So anyway, um, as far as parting thoughts, um, it's been a great life experience. And it's it's been an opportunity to use my life as a part of what I do. And uh, it's allowed me to express that um, as a teacher. So that's it. I think that's beautiful. And I think, you know, Sid, like you said, maybe no one will ever quite have the sir experience, but I couldn't help but think, you know, sir, you talked about how when you started and the people that hired you and the people that you worked with, the way that they modeled Mm -hmm. their values made an impact on you. And I'm hopeful and I'm certain that the way that you've modeled your values will have an impact on this place you know, until kingdom come. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Yes. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for everything. We've still got a few months to slog through a few more sir tests to uh, sweat about (laughs) and uh, a lot more to celebrate and apparently a few more tears to shed. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, you guys. This has been a great episode and I'll see you on the flip side. Okay. Thank you.